Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast, where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my personal experience and opinions, and never a substitute for any medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of crazy. Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. First of all, I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I just remembered that it felt like such a... Um, hey, it's 11.11. <laughs> You'll hear me say this a lot on my podcast, and I swear this is never a setup. It just always happens. I was just thinking that it felt like such a short while back when I decided to do a podcast. And since I've started doing this, I've just had so many really incredible... Uh, responses and feedback from you and I'm just so happy that um, I started doing this and um, that it's helpful and if you hear some weird background noises they're building they're doing construction outside of my apartment Um, so we're just rolling with it it's not any like entities coming through on the podcast don't worry about that and I'll try to filter out as much as I can so Yeah, I'm always answering your questions, and I've been getting a lot about uh, shadow work. And this is especially, I think, a good follow-up to my uh, podcast episode about vaccination, because when you do not have any background or context about those types of subjects, they can be quite heavy and impactful. And that is, of course, the reason that I don't shy away from these topics when you do ask me to talk about them. And in this episode we're going to go a little bit more into shadow work which is also going to show why it is really so important to dive deep into things that seem very dark to us and why that is actually so valuable and so important well i got the question about shadow work from desmond claire and sharona so what is shadow work it's kind of a well-known term that is thrown around a lot in the spiritual community and I've already mentioned that I find these sort of terms in the spiritual community like shadow work or like mother wound, inner child, twin flame. These make me cringe, (laughs) but they are quite helpful because they do help identify concepts that can seem quite abstract and vague. So it's kind of like a sort of collective uh, term for, yeah, concepts that can actually be super helpful to us and especially shadow work. So we're just going with it. And shadow work really refers to making clear what is hidden, bringing into the light what is dark, what is in the shadows. So really shining the light of our consciousness and awareness of the things that are uh, previously unaware to us. And shadow work can therefore be a very conscious thing that you do, but it can also be an unconscious thing that you do because it is really shining light on everything that has been hidden, uh, rejected by ourselves, hidden from us by others. It's really doing this sort of excavation work. And it's really about, you know, exploring sides of ourselves or subjects about humanity or society that are rejected by maybe society's general consensus of opinion or have really been consciously um, kept from our awareness and you know things that remain in the shadow or that we suppress and i'm going to go into the difference between doing external shadow work which can be doing uh, 
research into darker subjects. I'm going to distinguish that from the shadow work that we do inside of ourselves, which is all about integrating uh, fragmented soul parts, healing trauma. So the things that remain in the shadow, whether it's internal or external, the things that we suppress, reject, deny, and hide will always keep coming up until we bring it into the light. This is kind of the irony of life, and which is you know, very triggering, very annoying, but it's also really the key to our spiritual development, ascension, growth, um, transforming, you know, poison into medicine. It's really the life alchemy that we are here to do. And it's also the thing that we do very quickly and effectively in uh, shamanic journeying. And I'll go into that a little bit more toward the end of this podcast. But, you know, the things that I do for free for you as much as possible with the time that I do have outside of shamanic journeys and the apprenticeships that I offer is really how I want to help you empower yourself to do as much of the integrating um, yourself. And you can come very far by uh, doing shadow work on yourself in your own life. It's just that in a shamanic journey, um, I do it with six of my spirit guides and we do a lot in a very short amount of time and um, it's very effective and it's also really nice to know that when things seem like a lot you do not have to do everything yourself well i can give you a few examples about the things that i uh, rejected from myself in my own life and that i try to keep in the dark and actually my work is a big big one of them because I always rejected my own spiritual side. I really denied it because I did not really grow up in an environment that was very open and very supportive when it came to these subjects. And just to speak very openly about this, my dad, he is a physicist. And although he actually is a quantum physicist, he does quantum mechanics, um, the things that we see as sort of the metaphysical part of physics Um, the approach that he takes is not very spiritual at all. And I was really raised in a sort of, um, um, what's the word again? Um, When you're really sort of anti-religious almost and not spiritual at all, very focused on believing only in the things that are tangible and that we can see. This is not... um, to discredit my upbringing in any way or my parents. It's just that I did not, I felt always a little bit embarrassed about my spiritual side because it didn't seem like something that I could prove on paper or that was um, something that really had a purpose or something that was valued. So it was something that I really rejected about myself. I was also from a very young age, kind of interested in sort of the darker things like spiritual warfare. So this was really sparked um, by an inner knowing that I had that the things that we see happening around us in the world, the way that the world is right now is not the way that it's supposed to be and the way that it could be because I actually grew up with, you know, so many really beautiful, intelligent Uh, people around me were around me with so much potential and I just didn't really understand why there was still war there was still um, so much poverty and why we just 
seem to be unable to get it together as a society. So for me, really diving very deep into the darker aspects of society was something that I felt such a pull toward. And especially since 9-11 happened when I was 12, this just spiraled for me this lifelong research project, especially when YouTube came out when I was quite young. Um, yeah, this was something that I just had such a thirst for because it made things click for me. And every time that I felt like I had come one step closer to the truth, I felt like I could understand the world a little bit better. And at some point, I even banned myself from um, doing this type of research. But now that I look back, I really understand how all of this knowledge now serves me so much in my work because it helps me understand the world. It helps me understand society and how we are affected by spiritual warfare as a collective, but also how it affects my clients on an individual level and also how that is translated into generational and ancestral trauma. So it just basically makes me um, that much better and quicker in um, healing people and working as a shaman because it helps me to make very concrete the things that seem hidden and abstract and, uh, and vague to us. And trust me, it does take decades to, uh, to get a really deep understanding of these things. And now I'm so happy that I did. Well, I see now that the things that I rejected in myself were really crucial on my path and for my growth. I also really rejected my dreamier side. I always wanted to become an artist. And um, although I did have, you know, artistic talent or you know I spent all day every day drawing there's really a side of me that loves things that seem to have no point uh, for other people and that is something that I really uh, struggled with also things like needing a lot of sleep uh, my interest in the spiritual and philosophy I used to really reject these about myself so that's why I pursued a quote-unquote normal career and now I'm actually at a point where I can really fully embrace all of these things about myself and actually use them actively to help other people. I also really rejected my own eating habits for a long time. I had very specific eating habits. For example, I didn't want to eat sugar or very high-carb foods or dairy because I reacted to them very strongly and they didn't make me feel good. And I would always get the feedback from people around me like, oh, why can't you just, you know, eat like the rest of us? Um, why can't you just, you know, let go of all of that stuff? But it was really important to me. And that was also something that I started to reject about myself. But I now see how that has actually kept me so healthy and has been a great protector, actually. So it's really about bringing things into the light that we reject about ourselves, first of all. And, you know, to really work in the light, especially when it comes to this whole spiritual warfare thing, you have to know who you are, how to use your strengths, and especially what enemy you are dealing with. And that is, I think, really the first step. Especially when you come from an environment that rejects things about you, which then makes you reject those things about you even more. So that is also part of shadow work, really embracing 
uh, the things that you reject about yourself. Well, to go deeper into making the unconscious conscious and bringing awareness to what's hidden, people will often say that everything that you focus on gets bigger, right? So when you focus on the negative, it only increases. So people will often say like, don't, you know, dabble in the negativity, don't get stuck in negativity, um, because it's just going to get bigger when you focus on it. And I don't agree with this completely, because it's kind of the same, I think, as with trauma processing, where at some point, you have looked at something enough, where you feel like you've gained a certain level of understanding for now, and you're satiated and you're done. And that's when you can start to transform that insight into something positive, into something constructive, and also something that you can give to the world, that you can give to your environment. So when people tell you, like, just get over it or stop being dramatic, that's something that we're going to get into too. Please listen to your intuition telling you when there's something that you do need to look at. Well, why is this true, in my opinion? Because I see this in my own experience, but especially in the experience of all the clients that I've worked with, that whatever energy you are suppressing, you're pushing down, you're rejecting, denying, and you're trying not to look at because it's quote-unquote negative, it's going to stay there and it's going to fester until we deal with it and we really excavate it. Well, why is this the case? Because everything in our body, whether it's an emotion, it's a memory, it's trauma, sometimes these are, you know, kind of um, the same thing, kind of like a package that we need to unpack. This holds a certain vibration. It's energy that has a certain vibration. And... That means that when we carry this energy inside of us, because everything is frequency around us, it is an energetic match to everything on that level of frequency in our external world. So you can kind of see it like a sort of radio inside of you or a magnet. That's a better metaphor, I think, a magnet that's going to pull into your environment, everything that has the same frequency of that trauma, of that memory, of that trigger, which is why you are going to get triggered. So basically, until you deal with things, you're going to attract more of that into your life. That's why it's so important to completely acknowledge all of the shadow sides inside of you. This is really why I'm also very open about things in my own life. First of all, I've dealt with them, so I don't care. I see people, I deal with clients every day that have had things happen to them that are way and way worse. I am aware that every single person has trauma. No one is an exception to this. So it's actually not that big a deal. When you um, have a trauma, of course it is a big deal and you need to um, do the work to heal it. But I mean that in the sense that when I speak about past eating disorders or depression or anything that has been a very you know heavy uh, load to carry in my life, it's just not that special and it's not that unique. It's why I don't uh, 
care so much to talk about it because it's just not that big of a deal. Um, things don't have that heavy energetic load for me anymore, right? And actually, those are basically like things in my backpack of experience that I really celebrate because by diving so deep into them and transforming them into something great, those are like badges of honor almost. It's really things to, to celebrate because you've come so far in your life transforming those things. So really don't resist your traumas, but focus in on them. Give them the attention that they deserve because when you never deal with things, they will start to come out in the forms of physical illness and ways in which you cannot ignore them any longer. When you try to push something down and ignore it, at some point, your body's just going to start screaming at you to look at it. And at that point, you do not really have the luxury of the time and dealing with those traumas without the stress of having an illness that you need to heal. So when you are more or less healthy, even though it never feels like a good time to deal with trauma, please do, because the longer that you put it off, the harder and the more stressful it's going to be to, to try and integrate that trauma. So please, please, please take that to heart. We really do this for our own health and also for the people around us. It's very sad, you know, when you see people like I'm in my own environment who, for example, uh, suffer from cancer, who have a lot of unresolved trauma, so much suppressed anger, so many issues around, for example, um, disordered eating, and they never really get to deal with that in their life, they never get to experience the true joy and celebration of resolving it and enjoying the great health that comes with that, and then pass on the trauma by burdening, you know, their environment with dealing with grief, uh, super high debt, for example, for health treatments. It's really um, energy never goes away. So trauma we can choose to transform it into very beautiful positive healing energy that also trickles into our environment and in the same way when we don't heal deal with it it's not like the trauma disappears with you when you die because it's often your environment that then ha has to deal with it and maybe in uh, you know behind the veil after you pass away or in another life um, the karma is still there uh, waiting for you so please uh, be realistic about that too. The same goes for, you know, subconscious programming and conditioning that happens to us uh, from our environment. This kind of seems like a jump, but when we do shadow work, this is, for example, some of the things in my external world that I was super interested in diving very deep into. And that is also um, interesting to understand that, for example, when we are programmed by... TV. That's actually why they're all why they're called, you know, TV programs, TV episodes, right? Tell a vision. It's all um, etymology language. It's all symbolism. It's all disclosure. It's all conditioning, basically. And when you see something happening that is supposed to be subliminal programming, but you can identify it like, hey, this is programming. You're actually putting a label on it, which means that it not, it's not going straight into your subconscious brain and programming you. No, it's going into your conscious brain. That's a really big difference. That is why 
knowledge is power. And if you're interested in this, um, I definitely am. You can learn more about this in my podcast episode, The Reversal, to kind of understand where all of this sort of darkness comes from and why. And you can also listen to my episode about negative entity attachment, which is very important and useful to help you empower and protect yourself from these things. Well, let's get a little bit more into how we can help ourselves with doing shadow work in our daily life. So we have sort of service conflict coming up, you know, probably every day. This can really be anything. Anything that you feel that you're triggered by that is coming up as a negative emotion. Our emotions are actually there to continuously indicate where we are with regards to our higher self. Please listen to my podcast episode about alignment to learn more about this. But basically, happiness shows us if we are aligning with our higher self and any negative emotions show us resistance and those are always trying to tell us something, that there's something to look at. So this can be a trigger happening. Well, surface conflicts or things happening in our daily life that triggers us, they are therefore showing us an underlying issue. So especially when people say like, oh, stop overreacting, or you're being dramatic, or you notice that you are uh, reacting to something like disproportionately, which happened to me this week, and I was actually stunned because I had no idea where my anger was coming from. It came from an obviously very deep place. Even for me, it felt deeper than I could tap into myself. So this is something that I am going into now. And... Why am I going into it now through journeying and I'm also doing uh, NLP? Well, if the changes that you make are only kind of like on the surface level around the people and things that trigger your, you know, quote unquote, disproportionate emotion, that emotion is actually not disproportionate at all. It is proportionate to the way that it makes you feel and it's proportionate to the suppressed trauma that is being uh, triggered by it and that's being touched on. So say that you deal with, say your boyfriend triggers you, like (laughs) was the case with me in this specific instance. I could have like taken it out on him or gone into a discussion with him around this conflict But I felt like, hey, this is not about him or this issue at all. It's really something deeper about me not feeling seen or not feeling heard. If I take that route and I do this shadow work inside of myself, I can really resolve what's there. And that is really sustainable healing, which means that when I am able to heal and integrate whatever is going on there, and I'll get into how we can do that in a little bit, That means that I won't be triggered uh, by that trauma anymore when I do heal and integrate it, which is a sustainable way of dealing with things, rather than uh, fighting with my boyfriend and not getting anywhere. Uh, And the same goes with, for example, when you uh, change jobs or you lose weight or gain weight or you move around to different countries trying to solve your problems. You're not changing anything because you're changing things on the surface level, but you're not resolving 
uh, the underlying issue. You're not doing the shadow work. So why am I actually not happy at my job? Why am I being triggered at my job? What is, is it about my body or my eating habits that maybe I feel, you know, unsafe or I feel like I'm not allowed to be attractive or I want to re rebel by gaining weight or it, there can be so many different things why um, you want to make surface level changes that we can only uncover by really doing shadow work and uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> it often has to do with your parents and your upbringing and your environment. And most of the time, it has something to do with you not having been fully seen or heard and, um, and childhood trauma. This is also where the term inner child work comes in. It's also doing shadow work. So when we start to recognize triggers as triggers and not as my boyfriend's being annoying, um, we can really see like, hey, I'm being triggered. There's past trauma or suppressed, rejected, denied, hidden uh, trauma or negative emotion there. Everyone has them and it's really a sign of, I think, really real maturity and uh, real willingness to, to get better and develop yourself and grow to be able to label, uh, label triggers as such. And then we can really go into the childhood wound around our parents. And the first step is really recognizing your trigger. So in that situation, and you know, afterwards, also great. But the sooner the better, being able to identify it and say, hey, I'm becoming triggered. Because when you do that, it's the same as the example I mentioned with being able to label programming as programming. That way you identify it and you don't become it. You don't uh, become overcome by that emotion, but you're able to say, hey, something's happening here. Um, some suppressed trauma is being touched on. Therefore, the thing or the person showing you the trigger, whether it's your job or you feel like it's the weather in the country that you live in and that's the reason why you want to move or the reason why you want to lose weight, that is not the issue. Then you need to sit with the emotion. Why am I feeling angry? Why do I feel so unhappy in my body? Why do I feel so unseen at my job? Don't go into overeating, smoking, drinking, but go through the pattern interrupt by sitting with yourself as your own parent, really like become your own mother and see yourself as your own child and give yourself what you need in that moment, which is ask yourself how you feel. How am I feeling right now? Try to really feel it in your body and don't go into describing it already and analyzing it, but really try and identify with your feeling, like do I feel this emotion in a certain body part? Does it feel like it has a shape or a size or a color? This is something that I learned from a therapist that I saw back in Amsterdam, which was so healing and effective for me. Then you can start to ask yourself, okay, when did I first feel this feeling? And you will always get an answer. And a memory, probably a childhood memory, will come up where you felt this feeling the first time. 
And that is actually doing inner child work, but it is also the same as, uh, well, it's not the same, but it's um, a process that is similar to doing the integration of fragmented soul parts in shamanic journeying. The, the way that we do this in a shamanic journey is it all appears visually. So I, in the journey, will be shown by my guides. You, as that child, at a specific age, in a specific situation that represents the trauma that happened to you. Because when trauma occurs and we are too young to deal with it, we just don't have the tools to deal with the trauma, what happens is a part of our soul fragments it splits off and it stays behind in that trauma, stuck in time. And this is what allows the rest of us to move on more or less unscathed, but not really because on a higher level of consciousness, your higher self knows that it's not whole, that there are soul fragments that need integrating for you to become complete and whole, which is why people start to seek out and keep seeking out the same trauma. So this is why people keep smoking and drinking. Or they somehow always end up at the job. Where they feel like they have to fight for everything. They're not being paid enough. Or people will keep choosing toxic partners. Toxic relationships. It's because you are suppressing trauma. It's buried inside of you, but it is still uh, a frequency match to you attracting those things in your environment. And it's you, your higher self, that will keep creating opportunities for you to integrate that soul fragment and to really do this work. Well, the way that we do this in a journey for you is, you know, very effective and it makes it that much easier and smoother for you to integrate those fragmented soul parts and it's just really comforting uh, to know that you do not have to do this by yourself plus there are so many different soul parts around so much different trauma for one client that we can do in one journey so i hope that you understand that this is why triggers happen because they are actually an invitation for you to do quote-unquote shadow work quote-unquote inner child work um integrating soul fragments, healing trauma. I don't care what you want to call it. It is an invitation for you to do what you're really here to do on earth. It's the most important thing that you can do for yourself. So in shamanic journeys, when we do the integration of fragmented soul parts, this is why clients always tell me afterward that their uh, desire to use substances for their addictions, whether it's smoking, sex, meth, food. I've seen clients with every type of addiction that you can think of, that it's gone from the inside after. That is because the soul part has been integrated and the trauma has been healed uh, on a soul level. So that is why the desire is just simply gone from the inside. And that is really um, something very beautiful about shamanic journeying. So I hope that you find this episode helpful. That you know that 
it's so important to, to sit with whatever is coming up and to do that quote unquote shadow work. This is also why I always say that I don't really believe in positive thinking because, you know, positive attention, it does make everything bigger. So when your triggers come up and you try to resist them and resist your shadows and keep everything hidden and denied and rejected in the dark, you just don't make them go away by thinking positive. They're just going to come up, uh, I think, bigger and more triggering for you. So please take care of yourself. Let me know if you have any questions about this. Um, and of course, you can always book a shamanic journey with me to get help uh, doing this work. I hope you have a very beautiful day. Bye, guys.